Welcome to the Health Code Podcast. I'm Sarah, otherwise known as Sarah's Day, and I'm a health and fitness YouTuber. And I'm Kurt, professional photographer and content creator, or also known as Sarah's Boyfriend. We're here to help you crack the code to a healthy and fit lifestyle. We're going to be talking all things health, fitness, relationship, lifestyle, and career. So it's time to grab your code books because we're about to spill some serious tips. Really? That sounds so bitchy. Welcome back to the Health Code Podcast. It is a crazy, windy, stormy day. So if you hear some yeah, insane noises in the background, it's the tree next to our apartment, which is about to crash into our window and kill us all. <laughs> yeah, there's some serious rattling going on in the windows right now. I'm not going to lie. We procrastinated hardcore this morning because when it's like super stormy and windy, we live opposite the beach and I love storms and Kurt loves surf. So that two together combined is just a recipe for procrastination. So this morning we got our morning coffee. We drove out the front of the um like the surf beach and just sat there and watched the monster surf. We definitely did. And it's Fox actually was loving it. It's kind of relevant because today's podcast is on self sabotage. Yes. So you know, I guess this morning we we didn't use any of our own advice that we're going to probably give in this podcast. But um, but yeah. it made us happy. You know, like that's true. Good vibes that's true. in the that's morning. Very true. Yes, procrastination. But I'm I'm in a good mood. You are in a good mood. I love a story. We got our coffee. We looked at the storm. Mm. We're happy people right now. Yes. Well, before we get into today's episode, let's do the weekly wrap. The weekly wrap. Yeah. Okay. All right. My weekly wrap this week, we've both been training really hard, but I'm just going to talk about myself for a second here. Typical. Yeah. Classic. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I I went back into BJJ, which is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for those of you who don't understand. And oh my gosh, I am punishing for it. I did it on Sunday and it's like Tuesday right now. And I am so sore still. You sound like an old lady walking around the house. He's like, oh, oh. oh. And even when you pick up Fox, oh, you're man. like, oh. Oh, my gosh. Like, you know when you don't do something for, for a long period of time and you just, like, realize all those little muscles that you use in your body yep. when you're doing that activity? Yep. Oh, man, I don't want to, like, whinge and complain and sound like a 30-year-old that I'm going to be this year. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, I'm hurting right now, and yeah. I'm a world of hurt. <laughs> but I, I love that because I feel like that is the key to transforming your body and increasing your fitness. If you go to the gym every day, you're doing the same kind of thing, your body gets used to it yeah, and your muscle so memory true. takes over. That's when you need to implement a new workout or a workout you haven't done in ages. For you, that's jujitsu. I yeah. just notice you have, like, a new fire about you. Your body even transforms for me that's more like swimming or running or pilates i like to scatter sprinkle if you will sprinkle (laughs) that on top of my workout routine and right now i am doing the hand movements of sprinkling (laughs) and i feel like that transforms your body and you seem more motivated after doing that bjj session yeah definitely 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 sparks like a little like i don't know trigger in the brain to be like i need to train a little bit harder because the level that I was at before was far more superior than what I'm at now. And I just feel, I don't know, I feel really bad within myself for getting myself to that level. Like You're a competitive self. I'm way too competitive. That's the problem. The only thing <laughs> I don't like, I love that you do jujitsu. Ju- ju- I think it's like super cool and you're super passionate about it. But oh, disgusting. <laughs> he comes home and he's all sweaty and like red in the face. And, you know, that's our norm. But I'm like, can you just hold Fox for a second? I just need to go to the toilet. And he's like, oh, I don't think you want me to do that. I'm like, why? He's like, oh, I've just got the sweat of three other grown men on me. It was six other grown men. That's disgusting. <laughs> like, I, I, I hate 
other people sweat. Like I'm a sweater. It's fine. Like I sweat a lot when I work out, but I don't get like footy players. Oh, that's gross. At the end of a football game and everyone's sweaty and they hug. Oh, <laughs> you're, no. such a girl. you're such a princess. And this gets me to my next fact of my oh, weekly wrap. Here we go. There's always something to rip so on So when I about. signed up to SESI, <laughs> yes, I had to sign a contract and everything. <laughs> He's so kidding, I, but is he really? <laughs> yeah. So when I signed up to SESI... <laughs> <laughs> she made it out as if she was this like awesome, whimsical, loves camping, loves surfing type of chick, you know, wrote me in with this whole thing. Anyway, I figure out. No, I can surf and I will camp, but. No, you will not camp. You told me you're like, I went- you will camp and I will stay in the cabin. No, but I did camp with you. One time. And then we started dating. Yeah, and, and so then, I never have to do yeah, it again. Exactly. Never again. <laughs> it was a test. If you guys haven't heard this story before, I think we talked about it in our relationship podcast. Um, yeah, I, I went camping with Kurt and his friends. And he told me later that was like a test to see if I was girlfriend material. Luckily, I kind of got that vibe. So I went. But now that he's locked in with a baby, I ain't going camping. <laughs> anyway, you're continue the, you're on your spiel. You're the continue. worst. Anyway, so the other day, I'm kind of looking into getting my um, diving certificate, you know, my qualification to do some like deep dives and stuff like that. And I was talking to Sezzy about it. And Sarah's like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe I'd be interested in it. And then like two seconds later, she comes back to me. She's like, hang on, I've thought about it. And I don't actually like deep water, it scares me. And I'm like, what? We went snorkeling the other day and you said you loved it and you I, wrote me in with your snorkeling again. And now all of a sudden you, you hate deep water and, and you don't want to go scuba diving with me. What is the, what is your deal? Do you like anything fun? And, you, and not oh. to mention, I went paddleboarding the other day with one of my friends and it was beautiful and calm. There was like no waves in the ocean. And I was like, if it's a day like that again and I got you a paddleboard, I, I went out and bought you a paddleboard, would you go and do it with me? And you just looked me in the eyes and you just went, no. <laughs> what? Okay, okay. Can I explain myself? No. <laughs> I love being a mermaid. If you watch my vlogs, basically every second vlog, it's like an underwater scene of like me swimming in the reef with the fish. Okay, I love it. I really do. But it takes a lot of um, courage for me. Like I'm kind of hyperventilating and I have really bad anxiety. I don't know why. Like big fish and sharks, they do scare me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yes, I go in the deep water. I just man up and jump in there and, you know, act confident and <laughs> embrace my inner mermaid. But I do. I get like, <laughs> a bit scared. So I feel like scuba diving, that's just a whole new... And I what, don't wanna... what are you scared of? Are you scared of like sharks? What, what is it? Just the deep, the depth of the water? Yeah, what is it? I, I don't know. I don't know. But with scuba diving, it's more the equalizing my ears. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit nervous for that too. But I figure you just get past and, that. And I would rather have like goggles. This is why I love goggles. I don't mind goggles. But if we you go have paddle. goggles when you scuba diving. Okay. Diving. But I'm saying with paddle boarding, when it's like deep black water and you're staring. Oh, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> One time me and my friend Maddie, we were in Hamilton Island. And we she has a boat. And we like docked the boat far away from this island. And we were swimming towards this cool island to like lay on the sand. And we were just talking and swimming and like chatting and looking at each other. And then we looked down and it was yeah. black water. Oh, we both started crying. No joke. <laughs> Literally crying because we were swimming. No, because we were swimming and it was like beautiful crystal water. You could see the sand. You could see some like some fish. And then next second we were in a shark trench. Like, no, li- come no, on. It, it was, was not a shark It trench. was. Her dad said it was. Oh. <laughs> he was just trying to play with you. No. It was black. Oh, come on. 
Shark Trench. No, no shark. Anyway, no. okay, we've segued. <laughs> Are you done with your stupid weekly wrap? I get it. I'm well, a bad girlfriend. Yeah, okay. Besides you being a bad girlfriend, talking about some risk there, it's quite relevant to my week this week. So I listened to this podcast at the beginning of the week and it was about taking risks. And at the moment, it was so relevant to like our life right now. Amen. Like there's a lot of things that are going on in our business life and, and just in our relationship that we, we it's required us to take a little bit of risk. Mm-hmm. But also after I listened to this podcast, I get a text message from one of my friends who you know lives on the other side of the country at the moment. And and he's like, oh, hey, mate, oh, he's a, he was a carpenter. He's quit his job as a carpenter and now he's pursuing fitness and he wants to you know, eventually open his own gym one day and, and all this type of thing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what is the relevance of this? So I sent him the podcast and he's like, man, you do not understand how relevant that is to my life right now. And I just think it's funny how like the world just sort of comes together. Like when, when these opportunities are up in front of you and there's like, you know, you may need to take a risk or something like that. There's like some a little sort of life nugget. will sprinkle. Yeah, yes. Yeah. A, a tool nugget, if yeah, you will. A little tool just to sort it's of so be true. like, you can do this, you know, get through it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, everything really... happens for a reason, you know, yeah, and or I... it's like, you might randomly read something online. That's like super helpful. And then the next day you're like, Oh my gosh, I needed to implement that. Yeah. Today. Yeah. yeah. It's and I weird. feel like, we're not always conscious that that those little tips are in front of us all the time and then every now and again you you become aware of it and you're like oh that happened for that reason well i even think i even think that kind of relates to my weekly wrap yeah i don't want to get excited and i'm not (laughs) saying it's going to happen but every night so i feed fox every three hours 24 hours a day it's full on. And in the nighttime, I'm like bored and I don't want to wake up Kurt and it's, you know, zen and quiet. And I just scroll on my phone while I'm feeding Fox so I don't fall asleep. And I go through different phases. Like sometimes I watch beauty tutorials on YouTube. Other times I Google, I don't know, recipes that I'm going to make the next day. Lately, I love realestate.com. Okay. I love looking at houses, apartments, like Pinterest of how I would design my dream kitchen. And anyway. we, we live in an apartment that's like, we're very happy with where we live right now, yeah, too. Yeah, our apartment is great, but so it's we just always... Like a little bit of a hobby for you at the moment? Yeah, just for the lols. Yeah, yeah. And we always knew this apartment was for the interim. You know, we don't want to raise our family in an apartment. Mm-hmm. And even Abby, mate, she needs a backyard. She yeah. cray. She cray. So we always <laughs> knew we bought this for the interim and we didn't realize our surprise love baby was going to come so early. So we were like, mm, why did we buy an apartment? <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Um, I was saving all these fun little houses on real estate and the next morning I was like, Kurt, do you want to go house shopping just for fun and see what is in the market, see what there is? And eventually one day when we want a house, like mm. the kind of vibe we want. It's always good just to like check and keep, you know, keep, keep yeah. in the loop of what's going on around Put the, the real feelers out there. Yeah. So we went to a few open houses and it was just fun to chat about. Nothing really sparked our interest. And then the other day we found this beautiful house and obviously we have like a checklist of, of requirements or I guess, key things we want in a yeah. house. You know, we want a backyard, yep. we want a bright kitchen, it needs to have X amount of bedrooms, that Gotta kind of thing. garage. Yeah, garage for the surfboards. <laughs> and anyway, we found this house and like I said, we weren't, in my head, we weren't realistically looking. And mm. when we entered this house, after looking around, we kind of just looked at each other and said, are we yeah. looking for a house? Yeah. Like, this could be it. So, yeah, that's just the update right now. And I guess talking about your risk podcast that is so relevant to us right now that is such a risky move you guys know buying any kind of property super risky 
and especially that we've just finished our apartment, we've just finished decorating. Yeah. It's just, I honestly feel like whatever is meant to be will be. If we're supposed to get this house, we will. If we don't, then something better is going to come up in the future. But you guys stay tuned because we may be moving. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it, by the way. Yes, you are. Oh, moving is just the worst. We just got this place ready. And I was even telling you the other night, you're not the one that has to put all the, the, the picture frames up on the wall and hang the, the, hang, okay. the hanging okay, chair fine. and do all the jobs around the place. There's a lot of work involved in moving. Okay, that's fine. But what were you Pinteresting last night? I was Pinteresting backyard exactly. designs. Exactly. Coastal backyard <laughs> designs. I was excited to set up a backyard. Exactly. But so anyway. Don't, so don't complain <laughs> to me. So anyway, there's that. And then... And on the other side, I, like Kurt said as well, it's been a very business savvy week. So we've literally been like sitting on our desks, not on our desks, at our desks <laughs> all week, smashing work. I did my restock of my activewear with White Fox Boutique. That went so well. Yeah. I have my Body Bloom restock coming up, which is my beauty powder. Oh, a lot of things happening. And then another really risky project I'm working on, which I'll tell you guys about later. I just... I'm a little bit stressed today, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, a I, bit overwhelmed with like really, what's going on at the yeah, moment Yeah, well. and you know, our good friend Ed was over at our house yesterday and he just said to me, he gave, he gave me a hug actually. He could just <laughs> feel how stressed I was. He was like, Sezzy, come here, come here. <laughs> gave me a hug, gave me a little mummy rub on the back and said, break it down into chunks one at a time. I was like, oh, I needed to hear that. Yeah, it's so funny that just like <sighs> a simple, such a simple tip like that can help so mm. much, hey? I think I also need to wear my Apple Watch around today because it gives you like cues every hour to breathe. Oh, does it? <laughs> yeah, it actually does. It goes ding, breathe. And then so you have to go. <sighs> you got to breathe into your diaphragm. Yes. Because that you. relieves the stress. Um, I've had a baby. I did breathing techniques. Well, I'm just telling everyone else <laughs> out there, breathe into your diaphragm. And anyway. <laughs> I feel like we've... Uh, procrastinated enough yeah. right now and let's <laughs> get into sabotaging this podcast yeah well speaking of today's episode is all about self-sabotage limitations squashing your own goals and why you are failing mm-hmm. so this is going to relate to anything in life whether you are self-sabotaging in health fitness career relationships i'm sure we've all had a time in our lives where we have self-sabotaged or squashed our own goals. So before we get into our own personal stories and tips and tricks, here's a little definition of self-sabotage if you don't really know what it is. So it's a behavior that creates problems in our life and interferes with long-standing goals. So for example, this can be procrastination, comfort eating, binge eating, pushing others away, comparison, specifically social media, which we'll talk Mm. about, and self-doubt. So this can be a a physical or psychological thing that takes you back or pushes you away from achieving your goals. So I think a fun way to introduce this little topic is maybe making it personal yep. and sharing a story of our own. Yep. Do you want to share a story that maybe yeah. you okay. self-sabotaged? Well, um, I think one that happens most frequently in my life right now is definitely procrastination. I have this tendency, so, so with my job, everyone knows like photographer, content creator, um, I have this tendency to jump from project to project before the other one's finished. And I know it's a really bad habit, but I just get really excited and really passionate about the next thing that's coming up that I like. I love the the creative aspect of it where you get to like come up with the idea and, you know, converse with the client and, and do all this and that. And that's the really exciting part. And then it comes to the part of like editing it and putting it together. The that's hard part. The hard part. And, and that's the part that I sort of always end up pushing to the side. And I need to change that. And I, I can't pinpoint why it is either. I don't think it's a, like, you, we were talking about this earlier and says he's mm-hmm. like, I, maybe it's a fear thing. And I was like, I don't think it's a fear thing. I think it's just maybe 
me getting excited about the next thing in front of me and just jumping ship early. Yeah, I think it's as simple as you need more self-discipline. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Yeah. like it's like a kind of like a laziness thing, but not really. No, no, I'm just saying- Excuse me. No, no, I don't know what other word to use. It's Okay, self-discipline, okay? Self-discipline, okay, all right, all right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so another one, This is and this is going back to my childhood, right? So- when I was a kid, I've always wanted to live near the beach, right? And I could never do it because my my parents, it was just dependent on wherever my parents wanted to live. I wanted to live on the beach, right? I think most kids do. Yeah. Or maybe. you want to live in like the bush and like the, you know, <laughs> if you love motor, motorbikes and stuff like that. That's true. I feel that's like true. there's like you one or the other. Like, like um, probably like a farm or something like that yeah. as well. Anyway, so I, my, my goal was to live on the beach, right? And I couldn't do it because I was under my parents' rule. And then I got independence and I decided to move out of home. And when I moved out of home, all my friends were living in Neutral Bay, which is like North Sydney. It's basically the city, right? And it was it was about half an hour drive from the beach still. So I wasn't quite living at the beach. And the reason why I moved there is because all my friends were there. And I thought, that's what's going to make me happy at this point in time. But while I was living there, I still had in the back of my mind, I want to I wanna live at the beach. Except I was doing it because my friends were there. So... Later on down the line, I met Sezzy, which was awesome. <laughs> and um, she, you know, converted me to the Shire, a.k.a. God's country. And <laughs> Cronulla, for those of you who don't know, yeah, Cronulla, if you live here, it is a bubble. And everyone thinks that it's like the greatest place that's ever, you know, been created in all of Australia. I literally don't leave. I was born and bred here and I will never leave. <laughs> yeah. So I got converted to the Shire. And um, when, when we were talking about moving out together, I said my only one like, condition is that I want to live across the road from the beach. Like I have to be walking distance from the beach. And fortunately enough, Sarah agreed and she wanted to do that as well. So I finally got that opportunity to live across the road from the beach. But the whole point of this story is the whole way through, I was under someone else's goal, like under someone else's rule. And I still wasn't passionate. I wasn't fulfilling my dream of living across the road from the beach. And it wasn't until, you know, I finally stood up for myself and I was like, no, I need to do this because this is what I need for myself to make me happy was when it actually came into fruition you know so um yeah i think there's just something in that that you need to like you need an element yourself- of selfishness yeah in a good way to achieve the goals that you really yeah. want you need to put yourself first every now and again so yeah. those are my two little stories that i could come up with a little bit of self-sabotage i think it's relevant so yeah. i've got three little self-sabotage examples the first one is back in high school i guess i'm sure we've all gone through a similar experience to this but i my dream goal was to be like a cameraman or a camera woman um, and, you know, film the football or just film anything on Channel 7 or something like that. And a guy who was in media at my school just said, you will never get a job as a cameraman because you're a girl. They just don't hire girls. So before even trying, before even... Don't you want to just go back and oh. rub it into his face and be like, look what I'm doing now. I'm a YouTuber. Like, I, I film myself for, for know, a living now. He knows because he DM'd me. Uh. I was like, oh my God, so proud of you. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> no, you thanks know. to you, yeah. you jerk. Thanks for the support. <laughs> so, I mean that. I didn't even look up universities that did media. I didn't even try. I just mm. self-sabotaged. I cut myself off. I didn't even give myself the opportunity to try. I just squashed my own goal and said, oh, well, that person said that I'm never going to make it. Mm. So it must be true. That's the worst. That is just the worst. Yeah. Another one is... I have never done this, but a lot of my friends self-sabotage their relationships. (laughs) 
Oh gosh, it kills me as like a bestie of some girls who love the bad boys. I'm like, <laughs> you know, you need a Kurt, okay? Everyone needs a Kurt. We're hard to find. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Toot your own horn there. But for example, it's like those people who hurt others before they can get hurt. Yeah. And I fully get it, especially if you've had, you know, a background in that with your family or your friends. You know, you've got some baggage. It's fine. But you're dating a really beautiful guy. You're like, what's the catch? Like, when's he going to turn? Like, mm. what's wrong with him? So you break up with him before you can find out. There's so many people like that. Yeah, yeah. And then my last one is something I do right now is I comfort eat. I boredom eat. I don't binge eat, but I'm just a habitual eater. I can vouch for this. Yeah. So (laughs) after dinner, even if I'm full, I'm so used to the habit of eating. And then I always go to bed a little bit too full. And you guys know I'm on Project Comeback. I'm trying to transform my body. I'm all about eating in abundance and not restricting yourself. But I overeat. Okay, I can say that. And then you feel sick. Exactly. And then the fart bubble comes into action. Amen. And <laughs> that is not fun for anyone. So that is even a yeah, an example of self-sabotage is comfort eating, emotional eating, yeah. a habitual eating like me. Mm. So if you can relate to any of them, maybe this podcast is for you. So I wanted to talk about why why we self-sabotage, why we set limitations for ourselves, And I've kind of condensed it into four little categories, okay? Yep, go through those. So the four is comfort, control, fear, and laziness. Mm. So the first one, comfort. You always hear people say, step outside your comfort zone. The best things happen outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think it takes a lot of courage to step outside of your comfort zone. Like it may be, you know, quitting your full-time job to to go off and on your own business you know Mm. adventure or whatever and you know you've got bills to pay you have a child who you got to look after or Mm -hmm. something like that and it takes a lot of courage to do those type of things stepping outside your comfort zone sometimes i think something even as simple as because i experienced this yeah you guys know when i train in the gym okay if you have a fitness goal like a physique goal I love like pulses and Pilates and more high intensity body weight stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know, I know deep down that if I do at least one heavier leg weight um, session a week, my body transforms and my legs, they become more toned and sculpted and defined. I know that, but I'm scared of weight. What do you mean? Why? It's not in my comfort zone. Like my, what, com- you're, you're afraid of injury or you're afraid of like what people think around oh, you? I don't or? care about anyone thinks. I care. I'm scared of, yeah, injury, I guess. Like I'm so used to, like my comfort zone, my body is used to feeling the weight of the bar, maybe with yeah. like five kilos on each side and I do like 20 reps. I'm like a high rep girl. That's what I'm used to. My body knows that. I'm scared to introduce a new feeling to my body sometimes. I'm getting better at it. I am. It's a kind of like interesting thought process there because like- you're you're a very like confident gym goer, I would say. Yeah. And for you to for you to like be afraid of putting weight on the bar. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of- I think it's exacerbated now since having Fox. Like I'm not yeah. as I'm not as confident in my body's ability. It's I don't care about what other people think of me. It's more like can my body do this still? I'm uh, scared. Okay. But e- but even before Fox, like sure, I don't have confidence in my strength in terms of like heavy weight. I have like personal body strength where I can yeah. do handstands and push-ups, but I, I'm i not the strongest girl in the gym at all. Like I'm you a pretty small person. I'm like 
You don't need to be. Have you ever thought about just like doing it progressively and just trying to like each week, you know, yeah, put on maybe that, like a 1.5 kilogram weight or something on either side of the bar? I know, but then also, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of all of these little four tips. Like I feel like we all, wife. yeah, we all no, do because I'm lazy as well. Like I don't, okay. I don't want to walk to the side of the bar and put 1.5 <laughs> on. I'd rather just stick to the bar, do 20 reps and just like keep going till I get the burn. Okay. But I know... I know how to transform my legs and get the legs of my dream like I used to have. Yeah. And I do. I need to do at least one heavy leg session a week. And that means stepping outside my comfort zone and putting some weight on the bar. Mm. And I'm planning on doing that today. But oh, my gosh. I, I feel like that's, that's a good point as well. Like when we when you talk about the gym, like even if your goal is to lose a bit of weight and you're going to the gym for the first time, that's intimidating as well. Mm. Like think about when... Or for me, for example, when I haven't been to the gym in a while and I go back into the gym, like let's say it's been like two months, I've had a break, you know, we've gone on a holiday or something um, like or that. Or you've just had a baby and you haven't trained for like seven yeah. weeks, mate. <laughs> that, that first session back let- is the worst. Like you, you need to let go of your so ego. So deflated. Exactly. You do need to let go of your ego, don't you? Yep. Anyway, yeah. that's tough that's tough going back into the gym yeah especially if it's your first time yeah so comfort zone try to step out of that and add weight to the bar yeah (laughs) or whatever that means to you another one is control control yeah you're either a control freak like me Mm -hmm. or you're just like a cool feather in the wind like kurt (laughs) (laughs) so i think the person who's the control freak that's normally like the relationship person they like the control Mm -hmm. and they want to hurt you before they they want to hurt the other person before the other person can hurt them I'm kind of thing. glad that you're saying this out loud it makes sense with our relationship oh, shut up <laughs> <laughs> shut up or yeah I, I don't really have an example of control personally because no. I feel like a lot of mine is fear which mm. we get to next mm-hmm. but yeah, control is definitely one. Well, it could be it could be pushing the blame onto somebody else for your own mistakes. So you you'll put yourself down so that you have control over the, the situation um, rather than others maybe being able to judge some you. sort of financial thing happens and it it makes you bankrupt and then your business business crashes. You like that control, so you put yourself down instead. I do have a um, example about control actually. Okay. All right, and it's me right now with my YouTube channel and all my projects, I'm a control freak. And I'm at the point, like I said at the start of this podcast, I'm so stressed today because I honestly have like 16 things on my to-do list and I- And you have to breastfeed. And I have to breastfeed, (laughs) so 17 and change a nappy, 18. But I know I need another set of hands. I Mm. need someone to either help me edit. I need someone to- help me with the graphic design side like Mm. you guys this is pretty much a one-man job and i have so many projects going on i'm really not trying to toot my own horn but i'm just saying my day is so full on yeah and it's at the point where it's like making me really anxious and stressed and it's it's purely because i'm a control freak i keep saying oh i'm too lazy to go through my emails and find the editor no i'm so scared of losing control and giving up an aspect of my job or my platform to someone yeah. else, it, it really does make me nervous. Yeah. But I know, I know deep down and everyone is telling me and everyone in business is telling me I'm only going to reach that next goal when I let other people in and I let people help me. Yeah. It's like when you have a baby even, all my friends with babies said, accept help. Mm. Accept help. It's You're not weak. Accept help. And that can be applied to anything in life. If you're struggling at school, if you're struggling emotionally, accept help. It's like the are you okay day. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to be in control. Um, at the end of the day, that might be squashing your own goals. Yeah. And I think the hardest the hardest part about your position right now and for like a lot of like, I guess, creative career paths as, as you like climb and you become, you know, more of a business and you, you bring people on, 
the the things that you need to give away are, are the fun parts yes. of the business. Yep. Like they're the, the more fun creative like parts, the like the editing part. or the filming part. You sort of become more of the ideas person off to the side. The CEO. Yeah, who, who makes the big executive decisions. And mm. I guess like maybe it's fear of letting go of the fun aspect of the business yes. as well, which is which is also hard to give away. I totally understand that being mm. creative as well. Mm. Like, you know, you want to be in control. You want, you want it to be your idea and you want it to be seamless the whole way through. You want to clone yourself to who can just do that exact job that yeah. you can do. Yes. That's what Ed said to me yesterday. You're he never like, going to find it. Yeah, so. He was like, Sarah, you're looking for a clone. I was like, oh. I, I'm really enjoying this episode. I feel like it's very therapeutic to me yeah. right now. I'm kind of realizing like, mm, I really need to take my own advice. And well, I hope you are also enjoying this episode. So let's, let's move on to the next one. Okay. Yeah. The next one is fear. And Kurt actually explained this really well to me yesterday. It's about climbing the corporate ladder, the uh, social yes. ladder. Talk about fear. Yeah, so I guess the higher you climb that that corporate ladder, the, the greater the fall, you know, the, the old analogy. Um, so as you climb up, you may become lazy as you get to like a position and you think, oh, I'm, I probably don't have any more chance of reaching that next goal. So then you start pushing papers to other people or you start scrolling on Instagram a little bit more. You get a little bit comfortable in your position. Um, another example could be like, as you're climbing, you just are afraid that it's all going to just catastrophically like just collapse and implode on you. Yeah. Um, I have a friend who she works in hotels and it was like the big GM, um, position available. So she's been working in hotels for ages and she's so good at her job. Everyone loves her. And they were all like, you need to go for that position. You are made for it. And she just kept saying, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Like she wanted it, but she was like, I'm not confident. I don't think I'll do a good job. It's even like that. I mean, sure, if you or don't want to yeah, do it. So, so I guess that's like the fear of the responsibility. Yep. The fear yeah. of failing, the fear of letting the other staff members down, the fear mm. of, yeah. I feel like fear as a whole plays into self-sabotage like massively with yeah. everything. I feel yeah. like fear comes into it. That's like the one tool or the one, sorry, the one element that you need to find tools to really overcome is yep. fear. 100%. Which we will talk about a bit later on. Yep. And the last one is pure laziness. This is kind of like procrastination as well. I mean, sure, there are deeper reasons for why you're procrastinating, but laziness, it's like that saying, nothing good comes easy. Mm. Uh, There's another good saying my mum always says, it's like lazy hands, something, something, something. It's like, (laughs) if you're lazy. Good one, Seth. (laughs) Very philosophical times with Sezzy. Lazy hands. Lazy hands, something, something, something. (laughs) Well, my mum says it to me, you know, she's like, You, you can't expect to be rewarded and achieve all your goals with lazy hands. Yeah. You've got to have busy no, Exactly. I feel like there's one that you haven't sort of mentioned here, and I guess it, it's probably a bit more relevant to our day and age now with social media, and it's probably that, that self-comparison element mm. as well. Mm. So I tend to find myself scrolling on Instagram just in spare time. And, you know, you always you always like seem to click on, you know, or watch what everyone else is doing. And you're like, oh, why this person's eating an acai bowl? I should be out eating an acai bowl. And you're always just comparing yourself. And then all of a sudden, you know, you've like lost an hour of time just sitting there on Instagram comparing, comparing your life and being like, why am I not doing this? You know, everyone else is out and about doing Second stuff. Second guessing I- everything you're doing. Yeah, and you just put yourself into this like awful mind state. Well, that's you. Okay. I, without without giving you a big head, mm. I think you physically, you have a great body. I've seen you in the gym. You're an absolute mm. weapon. I keep saying to you, you I need like to this. come keep, out. Keep this rolling. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, you know, Kurt has always wanted to bring out some kind of fitness program. He's so passionate yeah. and he, 
you really mesh your love for jujitsu and fighting with the gym. I yeah. really appreciate that element of your training. Thank you. But every time we start talking about it, you get excited and you're loving it. And then you'll go on Instagram and say, but I'm not big like these guys. Why would yeah. anyone want to look like me? I'm like, no, don't put yourself yeah. down. Like you're squashing your goal without even trying. Yeah. And that is the perfect example right there. And I'll, I'll admit it. Like I am like that. And I, and I know most people are like this as well, who will self, you know, sabotage just purely based on like what your opinion is of yourself mm-hmm. compared to other people. But yeah, I, I look at it and I think like, uh, let's just use Steve Cook, for example. Mm-hmm. He is a weapon. Damn. Like he, he is like, we had him on the show. We love him. Amazing guy. Anyway, like I look at his page and I think far out. He's got such a good body. He's like real big, really defined. Hashtag has goals. Good abs, you know, all yeah. this and that. I'm like, why would anyone want to buy my program? And I put myself down before I even try. And yeah. you've got to like overcome that. Yeah. My and sister I, does the same thing right now. My sister is starting up a new business and she's so good at it. I'm yeah. not going to like uh, say what it is yet. Yeah. She hasn't released <laughs> it. Um, my older sister, but she's so good at it and she has a passion and this flair. She has this creative yeah. Every eye. Every time we're around, we talk about it. Oh, and we she's like, amazing. Oh. And she just keeps saying, well, but this person does it too and this person's better. I'm like, mm. M, you're so, so good. Yeah. Like, please believe me. And she just puts herself down uh, puts herself down and self-doubts. And it's hard being the outsider because you see such potential and success mm. in that person. Yeah. You just want to shake them and yeah. say, just try. 100%. Just jump off that bridge and give it a go. Yeah. And if you fail, just like come back. It's right. Okay. And like, I mean, you've done it with your eBooks. Like, I'm sure there was people that you compared yourself to. Oh like, my gosh. I remember when we met, you were at your peak of your fitness and your arms look great, but you would continually say to me, oh, my arms don't look good. You yeah. know, like I'm I'm not fit enough yet. Like, yeah, you I have, have this-, this weird thing with my arms. Yeah. Like, all, my, all my friends are like, yeah, you're a weird arm girl. But you still brought out an ebook. You still overcome that. You still, you know, became successful with that ebook as well. Like, yeah. Don't you know. compare yourself, guys. No, it is don't. poison to the eyeballs, the soul, and the body. That is it. <laughs> all right. I think we need to move on to some ways to, I guess, how do we overcome these these little like fear and uh, how do we overcome these? How do we overcome self-sabotage? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I guess we need to move on and, and sort of talk about now how we overcome self-sabotage. So mm-hmm. I might move it on to Sezi. She's she's the best at uh, with the tips. Oh, and, really? <laughs> yeah, you're, 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 you're hey, number I'm, one. You're, I'm number, you're, you're tip lady. <laughs> well, I'll read them out. So I did Google these. I was like researching a bunch of different people's opinions on self-sabotage and what they find helpful. So I've written eight tips down and we'll just talk about the ones we think are interesting. Yeah. Like some of them are really self-explanatory. Yeah. So number one, it, this is in chronological order as well. Mm-hmm. So to stop self-sabotaging and, you know, overeating, comparing yourself and scared of taking that leap, You need to understand and educate. So you guys are already doing that by listening to this episode. So understanding what self-sabotage is, boom. And understanding what you're doing. Exactly. Well, that's number two, is recognizing the habits, recognizing what you are doing that is Mm. enabling you to self-sabotage, okay? Number three is identify the root cause. So, okay, for me, let's just take my comfort eating, my habitual eating, for example. The root cause, I could say, oh, I'm hungry or I'm bored. Sure, I am bored. But I find a lot of the time I've really I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about mindful eating and, you know, not comfort eating because I do. I I keep coming back to it. And what I'm finding is I keep saying, oh, it's because I'm bored. It's because it's a habit. But even deeper, deeper into that, 
Oftentimes, it's because I'm stressed. Mm. I find a lot of times when Kurt and I go to a really important, stressful meeting that requires a lot of risk, I come home and I'm like, oh, I need a paleo muffin. Because it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah. And sure, there's the physical side of, you know, my, my blood sugar levels has probably dropped a little bit and I need a little spike, but it's more psychological. I need that comfort to breathe and eat my paleo muffin. Like I'm a foodie. Okay? Back to the diaphragm. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> it's more, yeah, for me, because I am a foodie, food calms me. And the, even the other day we came home from a meeting and I found myself just eating sweet potato from the container. I wasn't even hungry. It was just like, it calmed me down. So mm. for you, you need to find the root cause of why you are doing that. Yeah. Can I t- just like rewind massively back to like where you were talking about when you were at school and that teacher said to you um, that you would, you know, you wouldn't make it in the industry, in the film industry and media stuff. It would have been so easy for you to take that that information and just keep a hold of that for so long. Because, you know, especially when you're young and you, you're going through school. Yeah. Those type of comments that put you down, they, they really leave a mark and they really affect you. And mm. um, I, I was the same. I had a similar situation at school and I was doing design and technology, which is like you, you design a product and then you go and make it, right? And I was talking to my design technology teacher about what I wanted to do after school. And I said to her, I was loving drawing at the time. I'm, I'm thinking about graphics design, you know? And because I would just hand draw a lot of stuff, she said to me, she's like, you know, it's all on the computers. You wouldn't like that. There's not many careers in that 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 area. <laughs> so I took that and I've, I've kept hold of that until today. And like, I wish instead of even doing my photography course that I'd done graphics design just to have that skill set that a graphics design person has, you know? Yeah. So everyone needs, well, I need a graphic designer now. I yeah. guess you know within yourself better than anyone else around you. What you're meant to do. What you're meant to do. You do. Trust your judgment. Go for it wholeheartedly and give it your best, you know, and then success will eventually come. Definitely. It's like my little sister. She uh, She's a nurse. She does nursing. She likes it. But deep down, she's always been an artist. Yeah. She loves art. So now yeah. she's doing a graphic design course part-time and she just says to herself, I should have just done this straight out of school. Yeah. It's just the fear factor. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. The next tip, uh, tip number four is time for self-reflection, whatever, you know, assess yourself, what's going on. <laughs> Boring. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Very important. <laughs> tip number five is... Where the laziness comes into, I guess, it's change your patterns of behavior. And this is when it's like nothing good comes easy. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like just biting the bullet and really asking myself, am I hungry? Do I need to eat after dinner? Or like, get off Instagram and actually go out and buy that acai bowl. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so change your pattern of behavior and stop complaining about it, okay? Yeah. You're just going to go around and around in circles. Yeah. Number six is find your inner positive voice. That is definitely where you want to be with the social media game. When yeah. you're scrolling and you see that girl with abs and she's shredded and her cap shoulders and her long flowing hair and you're half balding, you're like, babe, you're killing it. Slick your hair in a bun, you're a babe. Yeah, it's, and I guess it's not, It's with that point as well, it's not the point of, you know, don't use that person as your motivation to reach a particular goal. It's just don't compare yourself to that person mm. so that you put yourself down before you even attempt to try and reach that goal. Yeah, it's like, it's like what Dr. Zeus says. It's like there's no one as you that is you or than you. I love that. that. Yeah, you brought Dr. Susan's. I love. Well, I love it. Yeah, it's there's no there's no one as there's no one as you who is youer than you. It's like you're so unique. Don't compare yourself to anyone else because you're you. You could have picked 
so many different different like <laughs> philosophical people to no, pick a quote from and you choose Zeus. This is this is where our podcast is at, guys. Welcome. And the closing <laughs> tip is green eggs and ham. <laughs> and number seven is make small and meaningful changes. So that's kind of like changing the patterns of behavior. So starting slow, not going cold turkey. Sometimes, yeah. is that my baby? Yeah, it's your baby. I need to be quick. Fox yeah. is waking up. <laughs> so sometimes you want to go cold turkey and just, you know, go for the goals. But it's okay to just sprinkle again. Start slow every now and then, you know, have some fruit for dinner. What up? Uh, not for dinner. Have some fruit after dinner. If you're hungry or whatever, um, you don't need to go cold turkey if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I like that. And then the last one is set goals and make plans, measurable plans. Yes. Yep. That's the most important one, I think. Yeah. Make sure you got those goals in front of you that are measurable, that you can reach at a particular time. So I guess with that last point as well, I I have this tendency to like just get into a real deep thought process sometimes. Kurt's loving analogies lately. Yeah. Like loving them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've written- Life is like a boat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Kurt. <laughs> so I get deep into these, these holes and before I know it, I've been sitting there for three hours writing a heap- of notes. You can hear the pages flicking right now as we go. So I guess you got to work out what you want. No one is going to dangle your goal in front of you for the taking. You need to believe in yourself. You need to envision yourself in that place that you want to be. No one is going to advocate for you like yourself because they have their own goals. It's not their goals. It's yours. So I'm just going to talk about my dog, Abby, for example. All right. When I pull out the rope, and uh, I start to play with her and we, we, we decide to do tug of war. She doesn't care that I'm eight times her size. She doesn't care that I'm stronger, more intelligent. She only has one thing on her mind. She has a goal. And that goal is, I want that rope. <laughs> and you know what happens? She ends up getting the rope. Because it's not my goal. It's not, I don't care about the rope. Like I'm just there to entertain her. I'm just flicking the rope out in front of her. I may be bigger and stronger but it's her goal and she is focused on one thing and one thing only and it's to get that rope. So I quit. I give up. I do what all of us do when you know we work for somebody else's goals, when it's not our own, when it's not something that we truly believe in. It needs to come from within. You need to believe in it because no one else will. They can't see what you can. They can't see that you want to reach a particular physique that you want. They can't see that you want to reach a financial success that you want to reach. They're your dreams. They're your goals. But you can. You just need to believe in yourself. You just need to wake up every day, stop self-sabotaging, and put in the work towards your goals because they're yours. So I guess that that's just the, the shortened version of some notes that I've written down for you. And I guess that's just like a nice little fun place to finish this podcast for today with just a little motivational piece at the end there so inspirational yeah. you need a ted talk you need an inspirational ted talk oh, i would love that I, I, th- I think i would probably self-sabotage i would be so nervous in front of a heap of people like that hey I <laughs> well i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i i hope it's relevant to some aspect of your life whether that's fitness health relationships career um because we all need to work on it continuously yeah definitely and i don't think you ever master this no no i don't think you ever do but i think great things come from feeling outside of your comfort zone and feeling scared and you know something good's gonna happen so don't feel bad about it it just means good things are coming and it's like i said right at the beginning of the podcast the world has this funny way of like making little opportunities pop up or little sprinkle nuggets 
in front of you. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, make sure you follow us on Instagram. We are the.healthcode and subscribe on your podcast platform because yes. you get little pop ups when we upload new episodes. And you get them first before everyone else as well. So, yes. we are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon. If there's a podcast app, you name it, we're on it. We okay? are on it. I am Sarah's Day. I'm Sarah's underscore day on Instagram and Sarah's Day on YouTube. And I'm KJ Tills on YouTube and Instagram. I need to go on breastfeed. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning into the podcast. We really appreciate all the beautiful feedback that we get week to week. Thank you so much, guys. And I will make sure that we get an upload at 8.30 on Sunday this week, guys. See ya. Bye.